We've got someone that's worn the scarlet jersey. Is it scarlet? I wonder if they call it scarlet or is it just red? Former Welsh fullback Shane Howarth joins us. Howie, what a result, uh, buddy. What's what's your initial reaction to that? Stafford, you'd be strung up if you said scarlet and Wales, mate. Okay, that's why I, I prefaced that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, before I do, can I just, mate, I just want to say congrats to the Warriors, to Andrew Webster. Um, probably Harrison and Warriors have taken us on a great ride this year and Haven't they? Mate, I thought they were fantastic so really just congrats to them yeah well um, said in, in terms of this morning uh, it's, it's hard. Wales played well but gee that was a shell of an Australian side um, you know and I know Eddie will take responsibility and everything but and then you know at half time when they're having the chats you see Michael Hooper standing there you're thinking yeah. Why the heck weren't you there? You know, um, just some just some really baffling decisions in terms of the coaching side of it. But in, in terms of the game, looked up the Welsh. The first try they scored, I thought, wow, they start they're, they're starting to play because you know with Gat sometimes they can be a little um, narrow and just try and bash their way over top of people. But I thought the first try they scored was was excellent. And then all the rest of the work they did was were very, they were very um, precise. They were good in the breakdowns. Um, they certainly carried well. Um, you know, so I thought it was a, it was a very good Welsh performance. Um, however, just on the other side, I, I just I didn't. You know, the Aussies just they looked a bit lost. Looked devoid of a plan, devoid of confidence, devoid of experience, nous, and I'm the same as you. You're seeing Michael Hooper in studio, and I don't know if you saw Bernard Foley tweeted out straight after the game, and he simply said it didn't have to be like this. Um, There's some serious hard questions, or fairly simple questions really, that are going to be put to Eddie that are almost indefensible. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't argue, Staffy. I, you know, I mean, in Craig Cooper, I mean, it, Ben Donaldson, he's not a fly half. Um, you know, I know I've lost the name of the other Carter. Carter um, Gordon, yeah. Carter Gordon, first five. You know, I mean, I, I'd barely heard of the, of the kid, and you're taking him to a World Cup. Um, you know, you, you should have put in a Cooper even. Bernard Foley could probably still have done the job. Um, but to, to leave it to youngsters and, and, and that kind of cauldron and then obviously losing to Fiji meant Wales was a must win and the pressure from youngsters, you know, I think Sonny Bill Williams said it really well, he said you need three or four experienced guys and they can take the pressure mm. you know, they can soak the pressure up and let the youngsters, tell the youngsters what it's like and that, but to, to leave them sort of barren and on their own was, yeah, it's, there's going to be some serious right? Yeah, because the thing is, where do they turn to? And and you're right, I thought either one of Bernard Foley or Quade Cooper, even if they were told, you're, you're a bit of an ambulance, um, we'll use you if we need you, but you're really there to help Carter Gordon or Donaldson, whoever was going to get the starts. But if, if it hits the fan, which it did against Fiji, you've got those guys in camp. They had nothing. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, you know, losing Skelton and, and um, Tonga Four, gosh, I'm, I'm hopeless. Daniela Tupo, yeah. Yeah, Daniela Tupo. Losing those two guys was was quite a blow. Um, however, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with you. They just, when they needed to be 
accurate and they needed to play the right game plan. They 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 couldn't. They they when they realised they weren't breaking down, they didn't go to a kicking game. When they didn't go to the kicking game, the Welsh got them and and the rucks and and malls and so yeah, they like it's a shell of an Aussie side. You know, I've, I've been fortunate to play against some of the great Aussie sides. We got knocked out in the quarterfinal in '99 World Cup to one of the best Australian sides. And those guys must be wondering what the heck's going on, you know. And, you know, I feel a bit However, you know, the Welsh boys won't really care. And they're starting... I think the good thing with Wales, they came in probably a bit messy. Um, and I think the first couple of games have been really good for them. To, they probably shouldn't have beaten Fiji, if I'm honest. Um, but they looked a lot more cohesive today. You know, they, they did the, the small things accurately. Um... I thought when Bigger went off, Anscombe was excellent when he came on. Um, and a lovely chip kick for, for Tompkins to score. And I think that took the game completely away from Aussie, just that little bit of brilliance. And also the goal kicking. Um, you know, they, they just kept firing points on. So they went from 16 to 6 to, to 20 to, what was it, 19, 22, 6, and then score a try and, and they're gone. And, and, you know, I think that's the important importance and, and why Aussie, at, at, I think it was 8-6 or something, that why Aussie didn't take a kick from in front of the post and then they go to the line-out and lose the line-out. It's, um, yeah, I just, yeah, it, was, it wasn't a sparkling performance from, from the Welsh, but it was accurate and it was precise and it got the job, job done against a pretty poor Aussie side. A very good friend of mine was in the stands there and he messaged me about 45 minutes after the game and he said the Welsh fans are carrying on like they've just won the World Cup and and I replied and said that's exactly why they won't win it. But in a campaign, even though Australia were poor and the Welsh will know they were poor, what does it do for a squad to, to put on a performance and a score like that, break a record, um, knowing now they're going to be out of the group? What does it do for a squad? What's amazing is 40 points to 6. 40 to 6. Mm. That, that's, and and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a, an overly exceptional performance from Wales. So um, they're going to take a lot of confidence from that. And, and to be honest, Stephanie, they are on the right side of the draw. Um, you know, if you're on the other side with Porod, when you've got the top five teams in the world on one side, the Welsh have got to be going, we'll get to the final, the quarter final. There's a fair chance we can get to the semi-final. They'll be looking at probably Argentina, I'd say now, given that somehow I couldn't get over top of Argentina. So you know they're capable of beating Argentina in, in a quarter-final. So you know they've got to have their tails up. Um, they've got one more game to go, and I think you know, if they perform well in that, then they're going to the quarter-finals. You know, really in a really good space. Can we just touch on before we go how we um, that South Africa Island game? I think it's the best game of rugby I've seen for I got God knows how long. At the intensity for the full eighty minutes, and I got to full time, and I'm like, even though Island won, South Africa lost, either of those top sides are going to fully investigate New Zealand. Mm. Thirteen eight, you go. You know, I say 13 eight, but then you watch that game and you go, holy heck! Um, you know, like you said, the intensity and the physicality, and what really, really opened my eyes was when the bomb squad came on, 
um, in the first couple of scrums, I thought, oh, here we go, the Irish, they're, they're in a bit of trouble. But gee whiz, you know, the, the loose head prop, um, and I know Tag Fellows are tight head, the loose head was on for 74 minutes, and, and Ireland were dominating mm. in, in the last probably 20 minutes of that. Now, when we saw the bomb squad come on against you know, the All Blacks at Twickenham, they destroyed them. So, you know, that's just, you're going, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I mean, there wasn't a lot of tries, but both sides tried to play. Like, I, I've, I've admired the Irish because there's a lot of Joe Smith in that, 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 that the ball carrier has got so many options when he's, when he's going to the line. He's got options everywhere. Mm. Um, you know, and that's what makes the Irish dangerous. And, and because, you know, Johnny Sexton, I know he's about 60, but he still makes good decisions. And, and their ball carriers, their forwards, you know, Kalen Doris at eight, um, you know, that, as I said, Tag Furlong, Marty, I mean, they've just got players that are making very good decisions in very tight games. And, you know, I, I thought possibly the teams were looking, one of them was looking at losing the game. So they didn't have to face the All Blacks, but that wasn't the case. Both those sides wanted to win that game, which shows that there's not the fear that there used to be of, of meeting an All Black side in a quarterfinal. Mm. Bang on, Howie. Mate, we will let you go. Just one text has come in to you from Josh, and he just says, um, tell Howie he needs some new wiper blades. <laughs> yeah, I know. No bloody wiper blades. <laughs> yeah, right. Top man. You know where I can go? <laughs> Super cheap auto, and they will fit them for you as well. Yeah. Cheers, Stephanie. All right. Thanks, Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate. Good chatting. There is former Welsh fullback Shane Howarth on that incredible. And I thought we'd talk about Wales more, but we talked about Australia more, didn't we? Uh, we just had a text message saying Portugal are going to beat the Wallabies this weekend. Um, could well do.